AFC middleweight champion Sasha Palatnikov. What's going on, Sasha? How you doing, man? I know you in Vegas. Yeah, doing good, man. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen each other. Feels like a long time ago since I won that belt too. Um, back in 2019. But uh, yeah, all good, man. New location, new gym, new training partners. Got quite a few things to share, but otherwise, uh, all is good. I hope you're safe. Trying to keep safe out here too. Let's get into uh, the the new environment that you're in right now. You're in uh, you're at Syndicate MMA. Uh, how did you end up with Syndicate? Um, well, basically, back in 2016, 2015, 2016, I was with the Black Zillions, and at that time, I'd uh, got a good gotten in good relationship with uh, Neil Melanson, Godfather of Filth. He was uh, the grappling coach at the time. And, uh, it just, you know, when I went back to Asia, he moved to, Ve- he was in Colorado, then he moved to Vegas and, you know, we'd been in touch and he, and my dream was always to eventually make my way out to Vegas. And, uh, and a couple of my old training partners were, were coming in and doing their camp. So it almost seemed like the perfect situation because I knew who I was able to train with. Uh, I had good contacts, uh, just with Neil alone. So, uh, it was something that I was working towards, obviously being in Hong Kong with hybrid and, and fighting in, in Asia. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I was you know, prepared financially and everything was in place for me to make the move eventually. And uh, I know after after my last fight, um, you know, the whole thing with Hong Kong, with the political unrest, the event got canceled and I took the fight on five days notice. So that probably was, you know, in hindsight, not the best situation being injured and, and such, but the opportunity and uh and just to go to a new country, I thought it was, you know, something that I really wanted to take. So I did it. And, uh, you know, I thought to myself, I learned from that. And, and now being here in Vegas, uh, I came in, you know, I, I stayed with Neil for a month and he introduced me to John Wood, who's, you know, the head coach of Syndicate, you know, great team of guys there. And, you know, you got you got talent all over, you know, different weight classes. And, you know, it was, it was a good environment. Everyone was very friendly. There was no egos. It was good. I enjoyed it. And uh, unfortunately, when um, in December, like literally I got a contact, I got in contact from uh, UA Warriors. They wanted me to fight on the 31st of January. Um, and I was like, well, here's my opportunity. I have 31 days to prepare instead of five. So I felt more confident with that. And then I was like, I'm going to give myself a week. Like I wanted to give myself a week of training and then give them an answer, which they were fine with. So after that week of training, everything was going pretty well. And then I just felt my knee go. I was moving around with uh, Marcin Tibera, the big heavyweight. We weren't, you know, hitting, but, and then I just felt my knee give out a little bit and, and then it just kind of got fat and swollen and I just didn't know what was, what was up. So I had to unfortunately go get that MRI. And then the doctor told me I had a torn, uh, torn meniscus. So. I was like, all right, let's get this shit fixed. And, um, you know, I had two potential fights with one being with AFC and another with UAE Warriors. And unfortunately, when you get injured, that obviously is, is not feasible, not, you know, not something that I could do. So number one priority was getting the knee fixed. And then right now I'm a, literally a month out from surgery and I'm back, uh, back working and training with uh, AJ Matthews and Taiwan Claxton, both big names in Bellator uh with neil as well you know overseeing it so we have quite a few guys the filthy few uh we're a new team uh that is eventually gonna you'll probably start to hear more about us uh later on but they have some things in the works and you know we're trying to build a team that we all have the kind of same mentality and, and we all get along everyone on the team has to get along with everyone we just don't want any of that 
you know, ego or animosity, anything. Everyone just wants the same thing just to get better and, and win fights, you know, so. <laughs> well, Filthy Few, is that something that's within Syndicate or are you guys creating a whole nother team? Uh, well, Neil, Neil, uh, if you don't know Neil Melanson, Neil Melanson is one of the best uh, grappling jujitsu MMA coaches uh, that you could find. And his system is proven. It works. Uh, he's trained you know, champions that are currently UFC champions. So his, his style is he's a, from a military background. So he not only it's not the gentle art with him, it, he knows how to manipulate the body to hurt somebody and then put you in an advantage situation. Plus he's a big, big fan of wrestling, catch wrestling. So every grappling art you can imagine, he has some knowledge on and he's been able to create his own system. And, and, and if we're training with Neil and you're cool with Neil, you're considered a filthy few, one of the members. And uh, it's not a huge club. It's not a huge group, but uh, it's a select few guys that we're, we're, we're a filthy group because we do a bunch of uh, filthy things in that garage, you know, when we're getting ready. So, uh, you know, Neil, Neil's brought that along with his style. He's the godfather of filth. So um, being able to just be associated to him and learn under him has been a huge plus since 2016 when I first met him he's added a lot to my game especially in MMA um and yeah and I just we have a good relationship so going forward I want to continue learning and getting better um as as much as I can and and hopefully help my teammates of course get ready for fights and we just want to be a a really tight group of people that we just can rely on each other we don't have to worry about anything outside of that we're going to be self-feasible we're going to pay for ourselves we're all going to be ready to chip in and make sure that you know we're prepared to get each other you know ready and with syndicate um john and neil have a very good relationship and and neil was teaching some classes uh pro classes at syndicate so obviously bringing myself and a couple of the other guys we all integrate well with the syndicate guys as well so it's you know syndicate was there before we came so we just kind of showed up and we had our little group and then um now we kind of mingle and inter- intertwine with them and train together and cross train so it's really good. It's 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 really good to have that. You, you can't really get that in many places in the world. So very fortunate for it. Yeah, definitely a, a good mixture. You know, you have that small core group, and then you could go to a big team and and get your mm-hmm. sparring in and and other training together with them. Uh, now I want to rewind back to uh, last year. You know, you won the title, uh, the AFC title, and then you took a a short notice fight for UAE Warriors, the mm-hmm. co main event slot against a big prospect in that region what was the mentality man like accepting that fight because it was such short notice i noticed it wasn't in like less than a week or something i forgot like five days yeah five yeah. days i was eating pizza and i got the phone call in ukraine i was not even at home you know what i mean i was on, i was out training getting ready for a fight which was supposed to happen six weeks from that moment they called me but because the event the day before got canceled with the political unrest I was like, man, like I had, cause for that fight in Hong Kong, cause I hadn't fought in Hong Kong since 2017. So like I sold a bunch of tickets, like in advance, I had people flying in, like we had, it was pretty cool. And, uh, I was super bummed when I heard that, you know, when they were canceling the event, I was like, wow. And then, um, and then I was like, you know what? I would have been, I was really, you know, dieting and everything for the, for the camp. So then I was like, all right, let's go eat pizza, you know, the next day. And, we were eating and then I got that phone call and then I was like, well, let's talk. It was interesting. Like I got called by, uh, he's, he's a matchmaker and he had previously contacted me very close to when I fought for my title in AFC. And he'd proposed the same opponent at that time. 
And, you know, I, I, I was like, oh, interesting. But I, I also had a title fight. So I was like, I'm going to take that every time. But I also had an idea of who my opponent was. I, I watched some film on him. So when the phone call came um, on five days notice, I was like, I know exactly who he is. I know what to ex- I at least thought I knew what to expect that night. So I was actually really confident. I was doing a lot of boxing training. Um, I was doing really good at that point. Uh, I wasn't so much in MMA. It was more like pure boxing. And then I was going to kind of go down into the MMA route closer to my fight. But I just really wanted to improve my hands and, and just work with some Olympic level boxers. They're all, you know, junior Olympians and, and, and Lomachenko's coach, Usyk's coach. So this, the experience to be around that was, uh, was, it was an incredible experience. Plus I was in my dad's hometown, which I'd never been to before. So all of these things were like something that I really was lucky to have. And then the opportunity came and I was like, man, they were offering me really good money on short notice. I just lost money because of a fight falling out. So I was like, man, this is going to help. And I was kind of confident going into it because I thought, man, this guy's a striker. I watched every single one of his fights. He fights once a year. Um, they like to, you know, he's a hometown guy. They want to give get, get him wins. So I was like, all right. And, and he's a striker, pure striker. So I went in there thinking, like, he's going to stand up and we're just going to go at it. And I thought I was feeling pretty confident with that. I wasn't too confident uh, if it was a wrestler or a grappler just because I was having some injuries. And, and I just didn't want to get into any situation where I could – you know, lose a fight because of an injury. So keeping it standing was the, was the game plan. And, um, and then also finding a corner. So I think you just spoke with Matthew, baby cat attack. Um, that's my, that's my homie. So he was in Singapore. I reached out to him. I was like, dude, can you get on a flight in like two days? He just, uh, flew in from Penang, hung out, had to hang out in Singapore for six hours before he boarded a flight to meet me. So it was all like crazy logistically, but Hey, we got there. They, they took care of us. I, you know, everything was taken care of. I didn't have to worry about a thing. I, I felt good. Um, you know, it was a, it was a catch weight at 80.5 kilos. Um, you know, I've, I've never had an issue with weight, so I thought that was fine. Um, and yeah, I went into that fight and like I said, I thought I was going to, I genuinely thought I was going to pick him apart and man, the way the fight went, I could tell he was very like, very, uh, tense he was very like tense and hard and i could see maybe he was gonna gas or he was nervous but um i really when i started moving around with him i could tell he was very uncomfortable he didn't like the footwork um and then he shot a double leg out of nowhere which to to hey, full credit to my opponent he he nailed it and i didn't expect it but you know i got back to my feet he didn't do much damage i thought it was pretty even fight on the feet to be honest with you um and then we had like an exchange where I landed a big shot. He kind of got rocked from it. And he landed a big shot on me. I stumbled back. We went to the ground. I took his back. And when I was on his back, my my hip, my knee, everything, it just I didn't have power there. I just couldn't control him. So he quickly wriggled out, ended up on my guard. And I, from what I remember hearing Matt, I think we had like 40 seconds. So I was like, okay, I'll finish the round on bottom position, just try to protect myself. He was landing a little bit of ground and pound, but nothing enough to put me to sleep. And there was 12 seconds left. I heard Matt go 10 seconds. So I'm like, I'm going to cover up, just protect myself, go out second round. And my opponent hit me with like maybe three shots in a row, like, you know, forearm, but elbows, some good shots. And the referee stopped it. And I mean, personally, like I understand the referee situation is trying to protect me. That's cool. But I'm fighting too. And like, if you're not, if I'm, if I'm literally going to die in there to fight or try to my best to, I have to be put to sleep to lose. 
like that kind of pissed me off because I was like, man, there's 12 seconds left. Like I'm okay. Like I'm not out of it, you know, but it's, I'm always going to be biased. So, but I, I immediately said, uh, after the fight to the matchmaker, look, if, if there's a way that we could get a rematch down the road and I can get a full camp, I would love that. I would love to try to, you know, run that back. Um, and you know, UAE Warriors were super cool to me and, uh, and, and, and they treated me well and they said, we'll bring you back. We, 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 we like you. So that was always a good thing to hear. You know, sometimes you go into a fight, you know, a new opportunity you lose, but you also get opportunities to flourish in other aspects of the promotion. So, uh, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice opportunity to have in the future. And I hope soon, you know, when things get back to normal, then I'll, I'll hopefully be going back there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really like, you know, it was a crazy little window of a week that just like, whirlwinded and then all of a sudden i was like oh i'm in hong kong for two days and then i'm packing my stuff and moving to vegas so it was all like kind of and it and it uh maybe it caught up with me with the injury and now i've been kind of being able to just like take a seat back and recover and just kind of you know get my stuff sorted but yeah it, it was a while like looking back now that we're talking about because i haven't really talked about it too much it's uh yeah, it was it was a bit of a whirlwind. That's the best way to put it. You know, and you're in Ukraine one minute, and the next you're in Abu Dhabi, and then two days later in Las Vegas. So it was, yeah, but that's the fight life, and that's why it's so exciting, and it's just uh, such a fun, uh, fun sport to be in. Definitely. Now with Ukraine, you mentioned that earlier about you went out there to box. You know, work with mm -hmm. some coaches, and and you, of course you went to your father's hometown. There's a lot of things going on right there. Um, was mm -hmm. that all part of the the plan from months months back like i'm gonna go to ukraine and work on my boxing was it that just something that was spur of the moment uh well my dad like had dropped it off to me like he's like randomly maybe like maybe just after my title fight he was like hey like would you ever be interested in training with like lomachenko and usik's olympic boxing coach in ukraine i'm like uh i mean yeah that sounds awesome it just seems unrealistic the way he just brought it up randomly he's like yeah i got contacts they know him like if we were to go out there, you could train with him, no problem. Um, so I was like, yeah, like, absolutely. That'd be amazing. And then, um, then when they announced the Hong Kong card, uh, that's when I was like, Hey, like, can we do it? You know, leading up to that fight. So we would do half of my camp there and then come back and finish the rest in Hong Kong. And he was like, yeah. So pretty much we planned it ahead. It was, you know, it, it, it was, it was mainly there for me to train. Everything was organized there for me to train, but you know, it was also going out and, you know, exploring the area and, you know, going and running in, in, in the mountains and doing stuff like that. And it was all training related to me. Yeah. We were eating good and, and, and seeing different things, but I was mentally focused. I was ready, ready for the fight. Um, it was just like, like I said, when I went in there, I was like, look, I have to work on my boxing and, and my opponent for that Hong Kong fight was a completely different opponent as well. So, I was like, I'm, I was going in there just to really sharpen up my hands and just make sure my takedown defense is on point. And then I wanted to go out there and, and box him and same mentality going out there to fight Munir. Um, but, uh, but like I said, when, when, when my groin and my knee just started not doing what I wanted it to do. And all of a sudden you have a one faceted game, you know, like I said, full credit to Munir. He, he took advantage. He, he said to me after the fight, Oh, I knew you were a karate guy. I knew you came from a karate background. So he's like, I, I wanted to test you and your, your grappling and take you down and i was like look i've seen nine of your fights i didn't see you'd go for any takedown so in my mind i was like look i i, I was a little bit you know i took advantage of, of maybe myself thinking that was what was going to happen but 
that's the game. You take risks and you know, it didn't, it wasn't my night. Unfortunately, it didn't go my way. He, like you said, it was the co-main event. The crowd was all behind him. It was cool. It was actually the first time I felt like, like the heel going into a fight, um, being the, you know, the underdog or whatnot. But like I said, it's just, it's just experience chip on my shoulder. Every single fight I've had, except for the two in Korea, I've been in a different country. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's cool just to have that experience because when, the bigger shows come and when the bigger opportunities come, it's just going to be, it's going to be a walk in the park. You know, do you see the chapter of your MMA career in Hong Kong as maybe over now? Like you're going to stay in Vegas and kind of work from Vegas and, and fight out of Vegas with, cause it seems like you have the coach that you, you want to have in your corner and the training partners are all over the place over there. So mm-hmm. it's probably the best environment, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is the fight capital of the world. Um, you know, if I want boxing, like professional boxing looks, I can get that. If I want high level wrestlers, I can get that jujitsu. Everything is here. Um, Hong Kong was great. I had a great team of people around me. It's like you're one man, but you have a lot of people looking out for you, which is great. You don't usually get that often, but, um, but you know, when you're working and when you're also trying to put your training in and then you're also trying to time in when this individual can come in and if he can't, he's not your weight. So you're working with like a 145 or so like, you know, these, these, these are legitimate factors that fighters go through on a daily basis. But you know, if you really, and I'm in a situation right now where I'm feeling that now I really am at that stage where it's like, okay, I fought in Asia. I, I won a title there. I have some opportunities there, but now I need to get into this market. I need to also promote Hong Kong. I'm I'm representing Hong Kong. I am, I am rep. I am a representative of Hong Kong, and uh, I still plan on putting you know that flag in the UFC. That is still my goal. Um, but you know, being here, there's just going to be so many more opportunities. Um, being in Asia, being in Hong Kong, it's like there there are opportunities, but it's not the same. You know. The, the, there could be a, a fallout in a, in a fight, a card falls out, a fighter falls out, and you get that phone call. And I'm, uh, you know, if I'm ready, I'm going to take that, even if it is on short notice. Just because you know that if you go out there and put on a show or you put on a good performance, regardless win, loss, or draw, you're you're most likely going to get that second shot. And um, and now that I'm here in Vegas, I just want to be ready. I want to be ready full year. I just want to be healthy and just be ready, in shape, just ready to go because. At this stage, I'm especially with this coronavirus. I mean, I was a little bit fortunate because I was injured, but I'm feeling for all the other fighters that are healthy right now, um, that are in camps or were in camps because they're literally our careers are all on pause right now. Um, so for me, like this is now I want to get that ball rolling when things open up. And if the opportunities are closed only in the states, then that's where I'm going to have to fight. But uh, I would love to defend my belt. Um, you know, I've, I've spoken to, to, to the AFC boss and he, he wants me to defend it, but, um, we don't know when, <laughs> so we, we just got to keep our ears open. But at the moment right now, I'm at the bottom of the mountain. I'm, I'm, I just came back and it's, 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 it's a very, like, uh, my mind feels like I'm amazing. I feel like I'm so sharp. And then when I'm actually in there sparring, uh, it's not, you know, that's, that's the reality. So just uh, just got to climb that mountain slowly without doing anything stupid injury-wise. And, uh, you know, in, in a couple weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, I should start to be back to my old self. And, you know, working with AJ, who's an absolute striking killer. You know, do you, you, AJ Matthews? 
oh, uh, with okay. Bellator. He, he, his striking is very high level and, uh, you know, the, the, just working with him alone and just getting sparring in with him is always going to bring my game up very quickly. And, and same with Taiwan. Taiwan's a superb wrestler, something that I'm not super experienced with. So just having that, that little insight and his speed and his technique, it's, it's great. You know, we, we trained today, us three. Um, and, you know, we go in there and we put in some sparring rounds. We do some conditioning and then we hang out. You know, we, we none of us have a fight, but we're still trying to, kind of sweat trying to put in that work i'm trying to catch up to them because they've been working super hard so so yeah that's vegas what are the what are the doctors telling you um when when you're able to maybe fully be ready to fight not just, just train but fight yeah uh basically they told me like with the meniscus fortunately it's not like an acl or anything like that so they were saying anywhere from four to eight weeks before you can start like, cause I'm, I haven't started running yet, but I can, I can move around. Um, but I'm going to wait to the six week point to start doing some light jogging. And then I'm hoping by like, you know, two months, another month from now, I should be able to be on the road doing some decent running. And then, cause I mean, that's the thing, like when I'm not running, my feet are like concrete blocks. So I'm going out there and moving my hands but my feet aren't moving. So once, uh, once I'm back, you know, running on the roads and on, on treadmills, wherever, um, you know, I feel like my, my conditioning, everything will catch up. So, yeah. And that's another thing. Like, I don't like, I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm bored. I need to train like a maniac and then have no end goal for it. So I'm just kind of, I'm pushing on the gas a little bit, but also easing off because I'm just trying to gradually build, build, build. Cause the last, last thing I need right now is another injury. <laughs> I don't want to go to the hospital right now. That's for sure. So, um, so just gotta, yeah, just keep recovering. I I've got like a program for my knee that I do every day, sometimes twice, you know, it's an obsession now. So I just don't want to have the same feeling I had in my knee in December, January. So if I can work on it and make it like the strongest knee ever, then, then that's what we'll do. All right, man. Well, it was good catching up, Sasha, Ben. Um, hopefully you do get back in there as quick as possible. And, and you're right. If you're in Vegas, so many opportunities out there, right? Even even from Vegas to go overseas, the opportunities are there. So you just need to be healthy and be ready. And and I'll, mm -hmm. and and I'm looking to see you back inside that uh in the cage again. Uh, appreciate the time, man. Hey, thanks. It was good speaking to you. I hope you're well, and uh, we'll talk talk soon. 